everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Brian Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. What does that mean for you, the listener? Well, buckle up. There is great content that comes with you, comes every single episode to you that is presented by Ping Pong Payments. They are uh, Ping Pong Payments is a global cross-border payments solution helping more people save time money and effort that could be paying out suppliers manufacturers uh your vas whatever that looks like they are going to be here for you helping sending and receiving funds check them out usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for all of your past and future needs uh, growing your business online whether it be your amazon business or just your um, e-commerce business in general it's free to use it's easy to sign up and you can save more money and put it back to your bottom line. Thank you, Ping Pong Payments. Uh, this is episode 241 of Crossover Commerce. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening and watching on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Or if you're listening to this at a, on your favorite podcast destination, that could be on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, Stitcher, whatever you might be listening to. Thanks for tuning in and listening and downloading episode 241. We're going to be getting into the title a little bit later, but I uh, just want to say this is a content that we get live every single week, and this week happens to be uh, every single day this week. So if you're new to the show or if you're uh, just looking for great content to grow your business, go ahead and subscribe to our channels on those different platforms, or you can just go to our audio versions and listen to them when they come out as well. So um, this one is episode 241. If you're new to the show, I bring experts in the Amazon and e-commerce space to talk about different general topics that can help your business grow. That could be anything from sourcing logistics to advertising, marketing, global supplier payments, to uh, localization, to marketplace expansion um, across Amazon, across D2C. You've hit the jackpot if you're listening to this for the first time. This is the show for you to grow your business and to provide actionable steps to help you grow your brand. So that being said, I bring on experts sometimes two, uh, three, four, we have roundtables, but typically it's a one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, back and forth conversation between myself and people who've been in this field, um, whether it be a service provider, a seller, or just people who have grown their business um, in one way or another on e-commerce. Today, I'm really excited uh, because as the podcast grows, we have lots of great people who um, are trying to get their word out. They're trying to touch different audiences. And I'm really excited today because um, unlike Amazon, where it has a pretty tight-knit community, e-commerce in general has a really huge ecosystem and reach. And when you get to talk with people, um, and this, I guess, is actually really excited about because he was actually on Forbes 30, uh, promising entrepreneurs under 30 before um, I can no longer be on that list. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I've uh, surpassed that threshold, but I'm really excited to have him as a thought leader on. Um, his name is Tomer Hen. He is a serial entrepreneur with over a decade of experience in the digital marketing industry, working with the likes of Amazon, uh, Audible. Um, I want to say there's a MasterCard in there. So big time names and brands that he's worked with in digital campaigns. He's uh, During his time, he spearheaded those campaigns uh, with Fortune 500 brands, with other, with his expertise in a growing portfolio, he is now recognized as one of Forbes, like I mentioned, 30 promising entrepreneurs under 30. Presently, he help is helping brand visionaries, community leaders, and content creators actualize their vision by offering a seamless and tailored plug and play solution to effectively establish 
and grow brands. Sounds great to me. I'm excited to kind of pick his brain today, get to know him a little bit more and provide actionable insights. If you have questions, again, ask in the comments section below and we'll get those right away to Tomer. Welcome to Crossover Commerce, Tomer Hen of, uh, I'm going to say Mobco Media. Tomer, thank you so much for coming on Crossover Commerce. Oh, you're on mute, man. <laughs> I don't want to, I can't unmute you. Oh, sorry about there that. There we go. Try that one more time. <laughs> Welcome, Tomer Hen. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me here. Very yeah, no problem. To be here today. No, I appreciate it. Hey, that's a that's quite the resume that you have built up right there. Um, the, uh, congratulations for being on the Forbes 30 under 30 under 30 of what they call those aspiring entrepreneurs or looking or like growing entrepreneurs. That's amazing, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's actually been a great honor being there and with great with with great uh, honor comes great responsibility. As I was gonna say, say so I, I see where yeah. you're going with that phrase. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so when, when, when uh, before before we, uh, we talk about our topic today, um, let, let's get into nitty gritty. What um, what year was that when you were awarded that? Yeah, so it was uh, 2016. Okay. and I've been approached by Forbes, and they were um, they were looking for. Um, for entrepreneurs to go into that list, um, it was it was pretty new at that time, and I, I didn't really know that project. And uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. So we had this whole photo shoot, and there were a lot of cool people around me. Um, so I felt like I have to step into those into those shoes and grow into that uh, uh, into that award. I would say that's amazing. Well, just to be notified or be recognized by. And this is something I'm assuming it's just industry wide. They're going to review different accomplishments, business. Poor. I mean, I'm assuming the list is on and on. To be recognized as a somebody on that list, I think it was a huge honor. You know, locally you can have like entrepreneurs in the local community, but on a national and international publication like that, it's got to be something almost as a like you said, great power comes great responsibility. How did how did that come into play? Like. For example, I think this is kind of silly to say, but if you get on like Oprah's list of favorite things, instantly your business and products are off the shelf, taking off all those fun things. Does that have a a one-to-one -one impact on your business or like on your LinkedIn profile? If a lot of people are want to connect with you or you get interviews, so on and so forth. How, do, how does that work out in that context for yourself? Yeah, that's, that's actually a very interesting question. I just downloaded it as I think. Um, and... <laughs> So I, I feel that, uh, yeah, it did help with um, getting my network uh, built up. I got to meet very interesting people, got to work with many interesting businesses. Um, however, I was experiencing quite a strong imposter syndrome for for many years um, because I had to step into the shoes where you were one of the most promising entrepreneurs. So, uh, you know, there's just okay. promise and you need to deliver on that. So... Um, for many years, I've been struggling with imposter syndrome, and I got to flip that around. And um, I was I actually wrote an article for Forbes around that, um, and just say how can I make that imposter syndrome my best friend to make sure that I'm play at uh, the best of my game. I love that. Do you mind if we unpack that a little bit? Because I I think I I, I sympathize <laughs> with that. If that if that's okay with you, and then no, we'll get to our major topic um, as well. Imposter syndrome, super uh, a, a syndrome that I think, or a, I would say symptom. It's a, it's something that a lot of people I think uh, encounter, but they don't voice what it actually feels like internally. I know, for example, when I started this podcast, I didn't know if anyone would listen. I didn't know if anyone mm -hmm. would watch. Um, do I do I have the authority, in essence, to to put connect people together and say, hey, 
if they're listening to the show, do they understand what I'm talking about? Do they do they know that I I'm aware of all these back end things of I've had this experience, I have my point of view, I have all these different things. I don't know if it's going to come across that way and I might seem like a fool or um, somebody who, who doesn't know what they're talking about. I think that every person, no matter what industry or what profession you go into, I think a lot of people have that somewhat authority um, complex of, are they going to listen to me? Are they going to have, are they going to actually think I know what I'm talking about and so so on and so forth? Because no one's truly an expert. You're constantly learning and growing every single day. You should be at least, otherwise you're going to fall behind. So what was that like for you as a as an imposter on this budding entrepreneur list? And is it is that what spurred it or is it building up to that? And that kind of was the culmination of this for you? Right, yeah. Um, so I think that being a young entrepreneur, you always feel as an imposter. You always feel like you have to. You always get in inspired by those great entrepreneurs you read about and you see in the news and you see all these big companies. So you always feel like you have to step up to those huge shoes. Um, especially when you are awarded for that kind of uh, um, international publication, you always feel like you need to be something else that you are not, whether you are, um, especially when you have, by the way, an online business where no one can see you and no one can know your age and no one knows what your experience, it's just what it is uh, whenever you build that store or you build that business or you write that blog post, no one knows about your experience and who you are, basically. Um, so you have to, um, pretend or become an imposter every time you, you you step into a new position or a new role or you you try something else that you haven't tried before. And as a young entrepreneur, you don't have much of experience in that space. So um, I felt like I always had to be someone that I'm not and try to pretend sometimes or sometimes fake it until I make it, I would say, um, at least in my mind. Um, and that feeling sometimes gets with you even when you acquire that experience through the years. So you start by seeing yourself as an imposter. And if, you, um, if you're an ambitious person and you'd like to uh, grow into uh, uh, bigger businesses and you'd like to build a bigger, uh, a bigger uh, um, endeavor, so you always feel like you are something that you are not. Or sometimes when you get into those, um, for example, being a CEO for a 30 something employee company, um, you sometimes still st still stuck with that feeling of being an imposter. You still uh, remember that feeling of being a 16 year old selling school newspapers or, or just as a, a, a beginner entrepreneur. Um, and I've come to understand, especially in the last year where I realized that whenever I got into this place where I felt I'm not good enough, that's where my true growth um, happened. I was starting to say, okay, if I'm not good enough, who should I speak to? If I'm not good enough to do that, what should I learn? What skills should I acquire? Um, who should I ask? Um, how can I become better? And that's not necessarily just in business. That's overall in life. It could be a bit of uh, an exhausting way of thinking but if you get to turn this into yourself and you get to understand that the imposter syndrome would just be there and it's a part of your nature to protect you somehow from being hurt you can turn this around to become your best friend that was um the article i wrote make imposter syndrome your best friend basically um so you're, you're playing kind of the i'm not good enough game and if i'm good enough 
what should I learn? Who should I ask? Who should I be connected with? Um, and that's uh, um, in these points where I felt like an imposter were, were the moments where my business grew, I grew personally, and I've had great times. So w- looking back and realizing that, I started to hug this imposter syndrome. And when you realize that everyone would have it, and that's a natural thing to have, you're just embracing it. And when you, you embrace it, um, it, it, you're not pushing it away. And you know, what you re- they say what you resist persists. That's kind of the way where you say, okay, I had this imposter syndrome. I understand that my brain needs to protect me. So let's just use this to, my, to, to reach my goals. So almost using it more as fuel in order to learn more about that topic or more about that industry or space, if you will. To, to kind of drive you and kind of take the negative and turn it into a positive driving force, if you will. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Just understand that, okay, I, I have fear that I won't perform as good as, as I want to perform. Or I have a fear where this meeting with that person is not going to be as well as I'd like it to go. So how can I make this even better? How can I prepare better? How can I connect with um, someone who can help me prepare for this task or for this business, or if I want to build this kind of business, how can I learn more about it? Um, so I'm, I, I will be more certain that I will, I will do a good job for, for my perspective in, in my, um, under my, um, I would say own expectations for myself. Do you think that people are conditioned for that, that, uh, society has conditioned people to feel like that they are less than or they don't think about uh you're, you may not be successful if you don't know everything or the things that you do know are not good enough and you have this like almost internalized feeling constantly is that an externalized factor that we've been just conditioned to start thinking about or is that something that throughout history everyone's somewhat had to go through one capacity or another you just have your different life experiences to kick you out of that the habitual thinking Yes, that's, that's also a great question. So I feel there's a big difference and sometimes people make, um, sometimes people make me, uh, a mistake between confidence and competence. So if you're not competent enough, that's, that's fine. You won't be as competent in everything that you want to do. That's why you're an ambitious entrepreneur. You want to grow into a new um, role or position or um, a level of business where you're not as competent. You don't have the knowledge, the tools, um, um, the connections that you'd need in order to succeed. But you do need to keep that confidence in yourself that you will figure it out. So have that confidence in yourself, but be as humble to know that you don't have all the tools and knowledge to maybe succeed in the level that you want to succeed in, but have the confidence that you'll figure it out. You can take the courses, you can hire the mentors, you can watch the YouTube videos, um, you can do that if you want. And that's kind of a delicate balance between being humble and being confident. But be confident in yourself, not necessarily in your knowledge or your experience, which is per- perfectly fine. That's a very delicate balance. And I feel that's, um, that's definitely easier to be said than done. But when you get to that understanding and you get to that distinction between confidence and competence, you feel good about both being humble and uh, um, and be as confident in yourself that you will succeed. Right. You're your own worst critic, if you will. And, and no one's harder on yourself than 
you number one i, I would say so that that's yeah. very very true that those are great wise words too um so with that that insight that mind shift i would say it's a mind shift into how do i make myself get to a space where i'm not going to let this hold me back but i also want it to drive me moving forward mm-hmm. using that how did you apply it to your own business and starting and growing that business of where you're currently at again we have a, you have a couple of businesses you founded help run and and have collaborated with um, most recently and i believe right now mobco media tell me a little bit about taking that concept putting into your own businesses and letting that drive uh those yeah, sure mm-hmm. so mobco has been around for almost 10 years now and within those 10 years we have shifted um a few a few times from our main focus we were, we've been doing app user acquisition for big brands for ever since we've we've founded but we did have some slight changes in our business model and now in the last two years we got into e-commerce and and brand building um where this is a whole new area for me to explore and i i i started as a complete noob in this business i had i i i although i started my my career in selling um selling some stuff on ebay when i was 13 years old i still did not run any amazon uh, stores did not build any online brands or or e-commerce brands or consumer brands specifically, so that was a whole new area for me. And I realized that I felt like m- much like an imposter. I felt like I'm 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 just a complete new in this area of business. But I failed to realize that I'm not new into business. I'm not new into um, learning new skills. I'm not new into hiring teams globally. I'm not new into managing finances. And being an entrepreneur is not just about knowledge or professional knowledge in your field. It's about how to run a business. And, and running a business is the same as running any other business, regardless if you're doing e-commerce or you're managing a shop or you're, um, uh, you're selling your own crafts. So when I started to to figure out that um, I have those skills that I've acquired for the last almost 15 years of entrepreneurship. I, and although I don't have much of experience in, in, in specifically in consumer brands and food and supplement brands, I do have a lot of experience in running teams and managing operations. And whenever you, you, you um, there's a great, a great book um, called The Gap in the Game. And whenever you, um, they talk about uh, um, um, measuring backwards. Whenever you measure backwards your success and whatever you have achieved and and not looking forward and looking at what you have um, yet to achieve, you, you start to see all those different aspects in your life and in your business that, um, that led to up to this day. And everyone can find something that they've done, even if it's just taking a course or if it's just um, listening to this podcast, for example. Um, it, it is one more step that got them into where they want to go and they learn something that they haven't known before. So whenever you start seeing all those different elements in your experience, and whenever I've done this uh, for myself, I started gaining more and more and more confidence. And people were actually coming to me and say, hey, Tomer, you're not seeing the everything that you've done so far, you're not even counting it. You're not even telling about it. I was looking at myself as a complete noob to the e-commerce space um, and also treating myself as one. And that was kind of, uh, that was my way to kind of protect myself and hire mentors, going to mastermind groups, 
I'm asking a lot of questions because I felt I don't know much about it, but I've completely ignored the rest of uh, um, the rest of the, the the skills and the experience that I've had that could also help me get into or succeed in this business, I would say, or reach my goals in this business. And everyone can have it, even if you don't have much of experience as an entrepreneur, you do have experience in um, you know, um, a job that you've taken or a class that you've took or anything else. So just uh, 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 realize that, recognize, the, recognize that and build on that momentum. I have this connection with that person or I have this friend who knows this one or knows this one. I can build on that momentum and understand that I do have um, some of the skills that I can uh, um, use or these connections that I can use in order to grow into re- where I want to get. So, um, yeah, so going into complete new business now, we're in a position where we have to push deals away and um, I could still feel like an imposter. I could still feel like we're, you know, two years being in e-commerce is not, is not, is not a lot, but I'm not looking at it as we are just two years into e-commerce. I view my experience as a whole and I view the company as a whole. Um, And I feel that every person can do that if you just spend the time to just say, okay, what were my achievements so far? Even if they're very tiny um, and any any achievement that you've had in the last few years, you can count to yourself and say, okay, I can build on that momentum. And I have, I have the confidence that I wanted to get into, um, to, I wanted to learn a certain skill and I've learned it. I wanted to uh, get this job and I got it, even though I didn't have the experience. And I, 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 I say that no one had the experience until they had the experience, right? You, right? you never know something until you know it. Um, even if they're, if you, if you're hugely successful, you, you were not as successful before you had it. So just remember that. So there's a lot to unpack there. And I think there's a lot of cool things too. We, again, everyone who's listening and joining us uh, now it would be, uh, we have Tomer Hen of Mobco uh, Media on here, um, former Forbes 30 under 30, uh, we were talking about imposter syndrome too, which I know that will dovetail nicely into our topic today. Um, I think there's a couple of fascinating things that, from what you said of, I think it's a asking people, um, in, in no matter what space you want to get into, asking for help. I think a lot of people take issue up with, for example, if I'm an entrepreneur and I ask for help, I've already failed. And I, and I don't think that's ever the case. I think that's something that is a, it's a complex that a lot of people just struggle with of I should be successful on my own. If I need help, then I'm weak in whatever capacity that might be. It might be business. It might be um, finance or uh, product ideation or idea or creativity, whatever that looks like. Is it is it just the ability to do you have any tips for people who, who just have trouble? They keep running into the same wall, no matter if it's in business or in life or if they they think they want to try this new project or idea that they don't, they don't overcome that first barrier of just asking for help if you encounter an issue. Is that, is that a, do you have any tips for that? That's, that's a great point, Ryan. I feel that I experienced that um, and I struggled with it for a very long time, especially when and you mentioned before, like being on Forbes 30 under 30 or having all of that entrepreneurial experience that puts you in a position where you sometimes could feel very bad about asking help. You feel bad about yourself. You feel bad about other people. So 
I had to step out of that program. And, and, and that comes the imposter syndrome where you say, okay, I know that I need to ask for help. I know that this goal that I want to achieve or this business or this vision that I want to, um, to execute is bigger than myself. And if it's bigger than myself, it is bigger than the current knowledge that I have. I can't know and I don't know everything by myself. And I feel that whenever I started to speak very openly and very transparently and say, you know, the words that we sometimes afraid to say, I don't know something. You're afraid to sell it to yourself. You are embarrassed to tell it to other people. But whenever you step out of that, it opens up so much for you because you understand that your knowledge is not, is not is just your knowledge, is your networks of knowledge, is the internet, is the mastermind groups that you could join, is the mentors. You are exposed to all of these different um, um, experiences and um, knowledge and expertise when you just step out of it and say, hey, I have this vision or I want to do this and that. I currently don't know much about it or as far as I wanted to know. How can you help me with that? And you'll be surprised but how many people want to help other people. People see themselves in other people and they really want to help that person and they understand the struggles. They understand that they can have an impact on other people. And there are a lot of people who would love to help you, whether it's just answering a question or giving you any advice or even watching YouTube videos and Googling and say, I don't know, to Google would be sometimes could be sufficient to just being more humble and say, okay, I don't know everything. I can't know everything. Even Elon Musk doesn't know everything and he asks for help. He hires consultants, he hires professionals. So if he can do that, any one of us can do that, right? I would agree. I think that, I think there's a lot of things in there that you as an, I'm, you're a CEO and an entrepreneur and founder as well. I always hear from people who are starting businesses as well as running different businesses or running teams even uh, on a scale. If you were the smartest person on the team, there's something wrong with that team, that functionality, that company, because if you're not learning from other people or if you're not growing, your job is to surround people, surround yourself with smarter people than you. You're just the leader of how to get them from point A to point B. But if people, if you don't know, for example, uh, engineering or um, UI or something like that, if you hire somebody who obviously has been that and knows that experience, that's a good thing that your your business will grow because it's better. Uh, marketing, same thing. You have that experience. You don't personally have that, but you know you hire people who have that experience and background. That's a win for you as a business and the company. So as you continue to surround yourself with smarter people, you want to make sure that they continuously are also empowering their own teams. And, and it kind of has a trickle effect, if you will. So with that, I think that imposter syndrome comes with like a, a really cool superpower of as you continue to learn and grow, you're giving that empowering effect to other people, which again, empowers other people and so on and so forth. So you become a leader by also turning that fear on its head and saying, hey, I, I really don't understand this, but I want to learn more and I want to fix this problem. I see it. I just don't know how to encounter it or I don't know how to approach it. Now we have to. Now we have the people in place. How to attack it? You start to get confidence in yourself. You have the team who's confident in their their own uh, abilities. Attack it at will, and then everyone starts to feel good, and they start to feel confident, and then they say, you know what, this isn't as bad as before. So, super cool and empowering. I think uh, 
in the context of business, but also from a managerial standpoint, I think that's a really cool thing. If you're a manager, or you're, you're leading a team. I think you can also look at it from that perspective as well. Very cool. Um, so Tomer taking this, you put it, you applied it to a couple of businesses. I'm curious now that you've been in the e-commerce space, which the show talks about e-commerce and entrepreneurship. Our, we titled our topic today, how creators and influencers build nine figure e-commerce brands. And now this goes back to your company and what you guys handle and, and you kind of focus on now. I'm curious for you, how does this, how does what you've learned in the past from your past experiences and getting into e-commerce, that journey, how does this effectively help people and creators and influencers help other businesses grow and empower themselves and, and build from there? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, we basically partner up with brand visionaries and creators who would like to execute on their consumer brand vision. So I, I was personally, i just give you a short background of how I got into e-commerce and how we turned out to have our business right now. So I, would, I had a very big passion for supplements and tropics and how to just get the best, be the best version of myself with supplementation and, um, and tropics. So kind of like brain food, uh, for those who, who were not familiar with Tropics. Um, and I wanted to build a brand that would speak directly to entrepreneurs like myself and high performers and build a brand around that person, that entrepreneur who wants to um, get more out of their days, uh, be more focused, be more energized, and just get, get into flow state uh, um, in a more consistent way. And I wanted, I really wanted to focus on the product ideation, getting the formulas right, and speaking to my audience, speaking to that person, understand their needs, understand how they like to, um, what journey they are, they're on and how can we help them with our brand. And that was a, re- a real side project for my main business. We've been doing app user acquisition. So I wanted to focus solely on that. And I decided to build an internal team within, the, within my team to handle all of the operations, the Facebook ads, hiring the agencies, hiring the team, um, fulfillment, customer support within Mobco. And my team was very excited about the journey that I'm in and seeing how excited I am just focusing on that aspect of the business, getting to getting the product right um, and talking to my customers, talking to my customers, talking to the person that we'd like to serve. And when I, when I was at that seat, my team could work really, really well um, execute, executing that vision. The ads were better the emails that we wrote were so much better because I was only on that seat and the founder, which was me of that brand, um, was really focused on, uh, on, that one, on, that, on that one role. So we understood that the team that we've built is very efficient, works very efficiently and works, you know, and produces high quality work and we can help other founders stay at that seat when we realize that many people would like to build their own brand and they, they wanted to build a brand because they had a mission in place. Whether you were a brand founder coming from the business side or whether you're a creator or an influencer with an audience, you had a mission that you, that you wanted to, to achieve. You had a goal that you wanted to help other people solve a certain problem. And you, you started building your brand. And within a few months, you get to um, manage Facebook ads and learn how to do email marketing and dealing with Clavio and the different platforms and dealing with fulfillment and you get to be distracted from the main purpose of your brand, which is serving a certain audience. So we really wanted to partner up with those very exciting 
brand founders who have a very strong mission and something that they want to see in the world and help them get rid of or, or I would say maybe focus on the one thing that they are good at, whether it's the product development or product ideation and speaking to that customer, speaking to that same, that, that one person um, that they wanted to serve or that one uh, persona that they wanted to serve while we could handle all of the operations and uh, for them, which would be the growth marketing, email marketing, customer support, fulfillment, all of that. So they can stay at the founder seat and the visionary seat. And once they are, uh, um, once they are at that position, the brand expands so much faster and so much better because that's their superpower, whether it would be creating very engaging content or uh, develop amazing product for that, uh, for that persona. Love so, that. yeah. So, um, so that was the journey that that uh, uh, we've kind of understood where we'd like to uh, um, to work on, and um, um, yeah. So, so that's how we got into the business model that um, that we've created, where we don't take clients as a classic agency. We are mainly um, uh, partnering up with them and becoming the full marketing partner and the full operational partner for that brand, um, whether it would be by um, becoming equity partners or just working on performance basis. And that's the way we get to choose to work with the most exciting brands that we feel would make a better fit for the operations that we've built so far. Amazing. So what does that, does that, there's a couple of things I, I'm curious about. One, A, um, why, why supplements? I, I, I don't know if we we got into that a little bit or too much or we kind of glazed over it supplements everyone that tells me in this category and the sellers i know on amazon that is the hardest category to be successful in a because of all the compliance and restrictions and e-commerce and also just the competition in general of uh obviously high margins so there's a lot of spend in it there's a lot of a lot of things that kind of work with you as a person who might be starting out so why did you is that still something you're passionate about going into like what what was the reason you wanted to get in something as competitive and as I don't want to say crazy. It's not crazy. It's very, just very tough and competitive. So why, why get into that space? Oh, I'm, I'm very happy that you asked this. Um, so we, we definitely focus on food and supplement brands and, okay. and the reason that, okay. The reason I would say that's that I, I, I could, I could disagree with this statement that supplements are hard Supplements are, are hard to market if you market supplements. But if you understand that you'd like to solve a problem for a very specific person and a supplement is just a vehicle for you to solve that problem for them or help them on that journey, you're not selling supplement. You're selling a solution or you're selling whatever that person wants to feel with that supplement. If you try to just market vitamin C for whoever wants to buy vitamin C, that would be hard to compete on Amazon, on Facebook, on wherever platform. But if you understand that you have you have that person and they have certain problems in life or they have certain a journey they, they go through in life and you come and help them by solving their problems with uh, um, a product suite that some of them could be supplements, some of them could be a vitamin C, but when you speak directly to that person and you try to, to, to build an audience around, around that brand and the solutions or the byproducts, I would say even for, uh, for these solutions are just supplements, 
it, it becomes way easier. And that's the reason why we'd like to work with founders and creators who really know their audience. They're here to build brands and communities and not selling products. This products will be sold when you really know the customer who would buy them. You can sell the same supplement by different brands, but if you just say, hey, I have this pill that has zinc and vitamin C and vitamin B12 or whatever, if you want to buy, just buy it and you compete on price, that's not going to be very successful probably, or it's going to be very hard to market, I would say, or very expensive to build that kind of a brand. But when you speak to that, for example, uh, Flow, um, the supplement that the, the supplement company that I've uh, uh, the, that I've built, uh, Flow by Seas, is built specifically for entrepreneurs and high performers. And we understand their problems. We understand what they want to achieve in life. We understand what they want, how their days are going to be like. So we know how to um, how to create value for them, whether it will be the right products and right formulations, the content, the emails, the ads, the titles. We are not competing with any supplement company in the world. We know how to write the landing page copy and the, the, the weekly emails that we send and the community that we create to help only that person, that entrepreneur who wants to um, have uh, to get into flow state every day, want to become the better version of themselves. And we're not selling to um, students, for example. We're not selling to um, teachers or we're not selling to um, you know, moms or we just focus on that person. Um, of course, anyone who anyone who would like to buy the product is welcome, but we know that we serve that person best. And once the founder is kept at that seat of understanding the, the, this person's needs, everything becomes easier. The ads that you write speak directly to this person. The emails that you write speak directly to this person. So whenever reads, uh, um, if we come to the practical steps, so you go into... To Facebook, you see an ad, and this person can actually say, "Oh, this brand is specifically what I need." It's not about a supplement; it's about a solution to my problem. That makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's that's a cool co- component to look from. And again, very difficult, but you have to come from it as a. I want to be. Uh, ultimately, we get an entrepreneurship to problem solve, and it's not just to be obviously glamorous. And I think you have to have some sort of like underlying passion for it. And and this is why I think it's, I disagree with people saying, hey, if you don't have a passion for the product or idea that you're selling, I think it's very easy to get to fall out of excitement for that. And that's why I think it's, it's fascinating to hear the reasons why, whether it be personal or professional or uh, because of a family issue or something like that, why people get into a space, which um, why they want to pursue it as an entrepreneur. Again, um, not that you can't do it. Is it a passion that you can push through those uh, through those obstacles that are going to be thrown in your way? Again, I, I think like I'm assuming you, Tomer, have come through like, hey, not every product we've created has been like instantaneously sell out and um, we're good to go. It's just, nothing is like the golden touch. Um, if you can't overcome those obstacles and you have that why at the core of you. And again, I, you sound like a person who, who knows the Simon Sinek's of the world of, uh, know your why, why are you in business? Why are you, why are you selling this product? Is it to get to a means of the end? Like, of course, but, or is it, Hey, I had encountered this issue. A lot of the things I think encompass why successful entrepreneurs are successful versus, Hey, um, I'm just in business to to earn a dollar or 
something along those lines. So um, that, that that's why I think this this journey is kind of cool to, to kind of pick the brains of people like yourself as well. Um, kind of the final compliments, I'm, I'm curious for you, um, what's what's that future hold or what's that next step that that next phase that you you build out an ecosystem and e-commerce you're you're kind of you're walking the walk and talking the talk what is that next thing that you want to accomplish those goals that you're setting that you want to achieve with yourself but also your team right thank you for thank you for asking this um so our mission right now is to help brand visionaries and content creators to really build brands that are outstanding for their communities. I feel that there are many people out there who want to solve big problems for a lot of people. And sometimes they lack the operational time or the operational resources in order to make this work. So I feel that when we help entrepreneurs um, become better entrepreneurs and execute on their vision, we could basically help millions and millions of people to solve their problems and help improve their lives. And I feel that's a great um, satisfaction to be in that position and create that infrastructure that enables millions of people to solve their lives by um, you know, great supplements and food and that would help them on, their, on this journey. That's awesome. So if people are intrigued, they want to kind of come with you and they want to see what the company is about or they want to pick your brain or ask you a couple of questions. Again, nothing live today, but that doesn't mean that people aren't taking their notes and, and listening intently. Um, had a couple of people say hi, but if there's people that want to reach out to you, tell them what is the best way to do that or get in touch with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, I'd be happy to hear from and connect with anyone who would like to, you know, talk about e-commerce and brand building and uh, consumer brands. Um, I love talking to people about, you know, any, any topic, anyone who, who likes marketing, brand building, and basically any other topic in the world. I love to meet exciting new people. So um, LinkedIn would be the best place to, to connect. Um, also feel free to go on our website and, uh, and send us a message or an email, and I'll be happy to, to connect and help. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for hopping on uh, Crossover Commerce today. I know on LinkedIn, you're pretty active um, from what I found and uh, could see on my end. So um, you're you're in LA. So I know it's the beginning of the morning. You're starting out your day. Um, anything that's exciting? What, what as an entrepreneur and you getting into e-commerce, what's been the most uh, surprising thing to you? I'm curious as we end this out, what's been the most surprising thing to you as you're coming into this market more and helping businesses and brands kind of take that next level. Anything truly shocking to you? Um, well, I think that the, the one thing that I'm, I'm always shocked is how people feel that going into e-commerce is just about putting a listing on Amazon um, and just feeling that, you know, selling a product is just a numbers game, just a keywords game. And I was under that impression as well. But whenever you understand that there's someone on the other side that has to, to search whatever for whatever they want to solve, they have a, they had a, a thought in their mind. And there is a reason why this thought was came, came to their mind. They wanted to solve something in their life. It's not just about buying a product. Our products are not interesting. Whenever you get to the realization that your products are not the thing and people are very very interested in, self, in solving their problems, you started to see how your listings, how your uh, emails, how your ads, all of that change in order to actually help that person 
and you get to stand out from the crowd because a lot of brand owners get to talk about their product, get to talk about themselves and their brand. And I was doing the same thing when I got started. But when you realize that you have to flip that and speak about that person, about what they have in mind, um, that becomes way easier. And to be honest, um, Ryan, that's a lot more fun because you understand that you um, that your only role is to understand people's needs and problems and understand how you can solve it for them rather than being focused on how can I get my ranking higher on Amazon and you know two days later you're just um, down in the ranking and that's just for me that's just not fun and I, I came to realize that many people either think uh, um, in, in, in this way or that way and I feel and the more I see people who come from the problem solving kind of mindset have a lot more fun and at the end of the day make a lot more money um, because it's it's not easy being an entrepreneur is not easy and e-commerce is not easy anymore so you have to have this strong as you said this strong why and this strong um you have to have the fuel in order to keep on going whenever times are hard and when you understand that there will always be people with problems and you as an entrepreneur your goal is to solve that problem um you always have the opportunity or the next opportunity to solve more and more uh, people's problem and that's that's huge satisfaction and the, the money will come um, I think bigger and better and faster when you think from that mindset I love that well thank you so much Tamer, uh, for hopping on crossover commerce today sharing that background those insights I think super valuable um, in terms of coming on here just kind of reaffirming people obviously what they're doing you know you can empower yourself into bigger and better things in a positive way but also um, showing success of people and how you've problem solved through the way that you are instead of, you know, hitting your head against the wall and not changing the mentality and that mindset. I think that is really refreshing to hear from people like yourself to kind of flip it on its script or flip the script and say, you know, um, we don't all know what we're doing, but you know what? We trust people that are constantly asking these questions on a day-to-day -day basis, which is really cool to think about. Also very scary, but also reassuring. So it's all of the feelings uh, that we can be having at once. But as an entrepreneur, I know that a lot of people are taking a big sigh of relief right now after hearing all that. So thank you so much for sharing all that today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. No thank problem. You, thank you so much, Tamar. And thank you, everyone, who is hopping on Crossover Commerce today. I uh, just wanted to quickly shout out another um, kind of partnership opportunity here on uh, on Crossover Commerce. Um, obviously, go and follow Tomer Hen and all of his um, social media handles and company on social media on LinkedIn. We've linked those out on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube uh, as well. So make sure you go and connect with him on there. But we also want to give a shout out uh, an exciting kind of partnership, if you will, at Ping Pong and the Crossover Commerce Podcast. We are one of the media partners of the upcoming Mexico trip that we've had on in the past, uh, talking about sourcing logistics, um, that opportunity for sellers and entrepreneurs to kind of worry about, hey, maybe maybe sourcing from China, sourcing from different countries. Why not look at uh, Mexico and those opportunities there? So we actually had the opportunity to... Um, collaborate if you will or uh just talk about with uh with the fr our friends over at the mexico trip kind of sharing that just wanted to give a, a highlight if you will of uh this this little uh, mexico trip there's a webinar going on um it's actually on april 27th what i want everyone to do is go to uh the mexico trip.com forward slash webinar and again this is something that is new with the podcast the mexico trip is hosting a free webinar about sourcing 
from Mexico and to learn more about this awesome event. It's not uh, an in-person one. This is actually a webinar that's happening on April 27th. And again, our friends over at the Mexico trip team here are going to be putting on a free webinar to discuss things all Mexico sourcing, uh, safe place to address concerns about their anxieties um, about sourcing from Mexico or uh, navigating those waters. Make sure you go to and sign up at themexicotrip.com forward slash webinar. And again, I'll put the link in the comment section as well. Make sure you sign up for that. Free. Again, this is nothing that uh, we are getting everything, but it's something that we've collaborated with and something we will continue to talk about here in the next coming weeks uh, before the trip comes um, comes goes in person. So you can learn more at themexicotrip.com. But this awesome free sourcing webinar that's coming out on April 27th, which is this Wednesday, if you're listening to this live this Wednesday, go and sign up for free. You can learn a lot of great, awesome information that uh, from people we've had on the past. Uh, Norm, Norm Farrar, um, personal friend of the podcast, Tim Jordan, uh, as well as Amy Weiss, who's been amazing and been a friend of the show. They're going to be talking about all those great actionable things um, that you can help your entrepreneur uh time grow. So with that being said, uh, thank you, themexicotrip.com. Make sure you go sign up for that free webinar today. Check us out on social media and I'll be posting stuff on our channels as well. But this is something that's really cool that we've collaborated with. We're going to be talking about a lot more here um, coming up shortly. So look for this content leading up. But that being said, thank you so much to Merhen. Thank you so much for him coming on and kind of sharing those amazing, very refreshing insights to um the world of entrepreneurship and kind of growing your business but also imposter syndrome we all have it i know i had it i'm personally still coming over it but i feel a lot better doing uh tips and tricks like tomer mentioned today so that being said i appreciate each and every one of you who tunes in live and listens to our podcast make sure you go and subscribe download wherever that might be on your favorite platforms but leave a nice review if you uh if you get a chance what you think about the podcast just what you take away um how many times you listen where you listen from anything like that we appreciate all the love here on crossover commerce that being said this is one of five this week we have so many cool awesome guests coming up this week you don't want to miss any episode make sure you subscribe to my channels ping pong's channels as well as um crossover commerce channels on facebook linkedin youtube or twitter so you don't miss out this is what this podcast is all about providing live actionable insights to help grow your e-commerce and uh, online business. That being said, this has been Crossover Commerce episode 241. We'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Take care.